Thank you for joining us on the Leader Brew podcast. We are on an adventure to explore inspirational leadership stories from the classroom to the real world. In every episode, we'll bring new perspectives and fresh approaches to solving some of today's most complex global leadership problems. We hope you enjoy listening and gaining valuable leadership insights. Now it is my pleasure to introduce you to today's host, Dr. Rick Erwin. So welcome to another episode of the Leader Brew podcast. I am Rick Garrowood and I am your host for today. I am so excited for today's session. We're going to go back to around 2012, then 13, 14, and 15, and catch up with not only one student, but two former students. And um, we'll get to hear about their journey. So it's my pleasure to introduce and welcome to today's show, Mo and Sanaz. Welcome. Hi, Rick. Thank you for having us. Good morning, Rick. Hello. It's so good to see you. It's always exciting to, to go back and catch up with former students. And I'm very curious to hear about that leadership journey from the classroom to the real world. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So Sanaz, why don't you start us off? And then Mo, you can tell us a little bit about yourself as well. So after I graduated from university, I was working part-time in an industry and uh, not really related to what I studied in university uh, because it it has always been my passion in beauty industry. So once I was sitting home applying for jobs and Mason asked me, what you really want to do in future? And I was like, I want to I wanna have a business, small business in industry, in beauty industry. And he, he said, why are you looking for a job in other industries then? I was like, because I studied business. So I was uh, looking for a job in business, in, in business and other related industry. He said, just go for it. Just uh, be brave. I'll help you and start your own business. A few years later, I have two small businesses in beauty industry and uh, pretty successful. That's wonderful. So Mo, tell, <laughs> tell the uh, listeners, those who don't know you, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I studied biotechnology, Master of Biotechnology, and I did Master of Leadership as well. And by during the, uh, this leadership course was uh, the time that it was very, very, you know, hard to accept something that the pathway that I took in science was not the right pathway. and you were the the one, you know. You were you were the first coach that actually told me, and you opened my eyes that I have to follow my my passion. And then yes. I started actually seeking it. And you were telling me that, are you sure? And you were just making that doubt in my mind. And that was, you know, the the the, the perfect, I think, event or you know situation that happened in my life because I had to you know think about something very very serious the time that I spent during my bachelor and one of my masters was that wasted or you know what was that because I had to face it and I faced it and I realized that my passion actually was not in 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 what I studied yeah, I was I was very good at it, but still, my passion was in finance and entrepreneurship. It was in you know a very different you know industry, 
and you were the first one you 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 did the ma- you matched me and sanas together <laughs> to I begin <laughs> and 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 you opened my eyes about you know my future and my 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 passion and i'm really grateful for that <laughs> yeah and everything changed with that course with that leadership course because from that point i started to be more courage take more risk and actually you know by doing some selfish studies and relying on my strength take another path and face you know th- this uh hard decision to not follow my career in in science and since that time we've been very successful and you know uh everything is stacking up everything is working don't get me wrong you know we have, we make you know uh, thousands of different uh bad decisions but it doesn't matter because we you know we we come to the principles that we make and based on those principles actually we we get successes that are covering those losses or those failures and we are happy you know that we have that courage and we we got you know whatever we have from that leadership course even we are together because of that and because of you. <laughs> well, listen, I'm glad that my matchmaking skills worked out. Uh, <laughs> you know, I take I take great pride in that, and it's it's really exciting because, you know, from a faculty perspective, we're coming from the U.S. We were going into Australia. We were coming not only to teach but to learn as well, and I think that was the best part for me, where we got a chance to get to know students really on a more personalized approach because we had, you know, three to six hours each week, and and eventually you get to know them. You know, not all classes, unfortunately, in higher ed are like that. You know, it's usually in, out. But here it was more about developing. And and I think both of you have an interesting story in terms of how you managed to come to Australia, right? So I'd be curious of hearing about those uh, experiences. and, And do you think that they are beneficial in terms of adapting to new environments like COVID, for example? So as an immigrant, it's very difficult to start the life over from from zero. So we came to Australia as a student. We didn't know the language properly. It's, it was our second language. And adapting the culture, which was definitely different from what uh, what our culture was, it's 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 really hard. And then uh, studying, and then in ma- in your master, you realize that what you were studying for so long, it's it's not really your passion. And then you realize it really late. You're already behind from everybody else around you. And then you study, you find your passion, you start your own business, and then pandemic happens. Like it's just ongoing challenges in our life that I think I sometimes feel that my experiences are much more than what someone um, my age in maybe in Australia, like Australian uh, people is with all the migration and then wrong decision and learning from them and then challenges in pandemic. And these are all add up to just make you a better decision maker, make you a better 
person to your, to know yourself better and to appreciate what you have done in your life. Um, I think it's very important. You know, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think sometimes we romanticize this notion of, of a leader. And the truth is those that have encountered uncomfortable situations, obstacles, problems, you know, unlearning sometimes as well. Yeah. Uh, those right. are the ones who, quite frankly, I think, have a competitive edge in succeeding. But my suspicion is it's it's hard to remind yourself, I can do this. I am just as worthy as anyone else. I can succeed when you have on the opposite end, um, this sense of failure, the sense of making a mistake, the sense of not really moving forward. So how, how do you how do you balance that? I mean, how, how do you keep your positive outlook? Uh, for me, I go back to my leadership skills. For example, I always, like especially in crisis, I look in my skills and I put uh, my um, like my skills into practice. Like for example, in in crisis like pandemic, I was I think I was looking more of the transformational uh, leadership style in my decision making. I was uh, seeing things more uh, in a big picture, and it was really disappointing at the beginning. And nothing was in my control. So I started to really develop my personal and professional life by educating myself, training myself, um, training my staff. It would help me as a person to add value in my company values and ethics and also make my staff motivated and keep them motivated and loyal for when we all back to normal life again. So for me, I was just, the um, whole thing was an experience. And I think my leadership skills helped to survive the crisis uh, mainly. That's wonderful. Mo, tell me, you know, certainly you're, you're transitioning from this, this world of, of uh, you know, finance only. And now you're interested in finance and entrepreneurship. And and yep. so tell me what what has that been like, particularly during during these COVID days? You know what's what what were some of the, the the challenges that you found yourself dealing with? The most important thing, you know, when when you want to change something, is you're in middle of a lot of a lot of things happening around you, and to resolve those, you have to zoom out, and you have to zoom out a lot. Like you know, I had to actually come to very, very simple, you know, things to understand them. So from a zoomed out, you know, so I can understand the, the environment. The thing that, that that helped me was zooming out and understanding actually what is the life about. And I realized two simple things, uh, meaningful relationships and meaningful purposes are all about my life. Like, I can simplify it in two things and then go by them rather than actually, you know, if, if, if I want to change something and then I realized, okay, I have these two and I actually, you know, without knowing it, I always paid attention to them. But now I understand that these are the only two things that I have to care about. And these are, you know, mainly the, 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 the means that are moving me in my life. 
And then I realized to, to change things, I have to understand, again, two things. It was about a structure and order. So I realized that everything that I do got its own structure. Like I have to understand what is the structure. And, and from that structure, what is the order of everything in, in, in that structure? Then I can move things. Then I can, you know, because because I'm seeing it from a, a zoomed out, you know, a perspective. Then I can move things. Then I can understand, you know, what is what is wrong, you know, with which part of that structure and where is the order of, you know, that problem. So I can, you know, deal with it. So I think, you know, it's it's a lot about planning and everything that I did was changing the plans, changing my perspective changing the orders or maybe you know some a small shift in in my plans would just resolve the problem or or help me to to move quicker i understand that i can get to to my goals and then uh the problem is how long you know it would take you to get there like if if i read you know uh one pages a day i i can understand the concept by end of the year but if I read just 10 pages, you know, I can reach there quicker and I can reach my goals quicker. It just depends on how, how, what is your perspective. That zoomed out level and seeing everything in a macro level actually helped me to sort out all these problems. So you tell me about the recession, pandemic or anything or changing my career, I, I did it through that through that and that's true you know simplifying and zooming out yeah i think that's key because i think sometimes sometimes it all it happens to all of us in that we get stuck in the weeds you know we we get we, we let all these little things become the obstacle and become that which weighed us down instead of really kind of lifting ourselves up first and and looking back and 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 I, I love how you uh, approach it with you know let's let's see what it is let's organize it there's a process to it and understand the process so that you keep your sanity quite frankly you know tell me both of you uh, are are from Iran I'm curious how did you find as being international students how did you find keeping your identity, your culture in place in a new country? Difficult question, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's a, yeah, that's, that's a very uh, tricky question because yeah. it, it's kind of sometimes a dilemma, you know, that what, what is the right thing to do? Because as, as, a, as an immigrant, sometimes you, it, it's very hard to find your personality because like we are Iranians, but I've, I've, I left Iran when I was 17. I lived in Malaysia for some years. So I understand the culture, I understand those people, I understand, you know, a lot of things about them. And then I came here in Australia. Then again, I feel here is home because I'm a citizen now. You know, I got a lot of positive friends. I know the culture. I basically have this, you know, I have choice, you know, what, what can I be? Or what should I be? It's it's a little bit of hard actually to make a decision because when I get back to my roots, yes, I'm Iranian. But then 
I, I see, I, I, I've seen a lot of different people and I lived in different cultures and I learned, you know, a lot of different things and I became an individual that is very hard to explain yourself because if, if you are just American or Iranian and you have that culture, it's easy because you can actually say, oh, I'm very proud. This is about America. This is about Iran. This is about Australia. But then when, when you belong to different cultures because you understand them, you live with them, then it becomes a little bit hard to define yourself. And we had to, I think, come to that point to define ourselves individually. So basically, we are hard actually to explain, you know, what we are, but we are a combination of different cultures, combination of different environments and we we had to just like we had the choice you know to pick the the best one out of each that we could take and to me it's, it's a challenge you know to me it's a challenge because it's still uh, when you want to connect to someone and use your effective communication you you find it hard because you are not an Australian you are not an Iranian anymore and you are not a Malaysian and what are you but you are an individual that you can actually, you know, uh, find other areas and, you know, touch those areas from your personal personal beliefs and, you know, connect with another individual. But then that makes it a little bit harder, right, than being pure, you know, Iranian, American, Australian. That was my take. <laughs> That's wonderful. <For> <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so for me, I when when I travel or migrate, because I from Iran, I I studied uh, my bachelor in India. So I was living in India for three years before I come to Australia. So for me, I take all the values and principles from each culture. I try to understand and learn all those values and principles and apply it in my personal life. Iran has got a very rich culture. India was one of the most amazing country that you can learn a lot from. And then you're coming to Australia, one of the most developed country in the world. Culture is not as rich as, of course, Iran or India, but you learn so much in Australia. I learned how you can improve your personality by learning more about yourself. Like it's not about giving all the time like from like Iranian or Indian perspective is like you're always providing for others. You're always helping others to improve. You're always giving. But in, in Australia, they, they believe that wear your mask first and then help others. So I, I believe it's important. Like their culture is mainly focused on the personality development and more know about yourself. And then it comes others values culture discipline that you have you have to have in life um so i take mainly the good things uh, and apply it in my professional and personal life <laughs> that's wonderful you know what one of the questions that we often ask near the end of the broadcast is you know what would you tell that young person currently in iran for example who wishes to come to another country and, you know, embark on studies? Like what, what, what do you think are the most important things that that individual needs to know? I think uh, it's, it's very challenging, but 
like any other challenges, you have to focus on your areas of strengths first and see what what you are very good at, very, very good at that no one can actually ignore, ignore that. And based on that, you start building your strength even more. Like you, you can be, you know, be, be specialized in, you know, cybersecurity, a very, you know, uh, uh, kind of small part of cybersecurity and very specific part. Then you become, you know, uh, someone very, very specialized at any, anywhere in the world you are needed. And then you can focus on your weaknesses, which is usually the language. Because if if you can, you know, learn English well enough, well actually uh, early in your life, that would help you to to get get far much quicker. Which uh, I mean, we we all tried when 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 I was studying in my primary school. You know, I was going to you know, English classes. I didn't know why I'm going there because my dad believed that, you know, that you have to learn English. But that was the that was the right decision. Sanas did the same thing. So I think we, we, we all did that. We first, we knew that the, the most important part is the communication. So we had to learn how to communicate. We learned English. That was our weakness. Then we had to see what are our strengths. Okay, we can study, you know, we can understand things, we can learn new things and can uh, kind of connect with, with, with another, you know, community. And then, you know, we, we made the decision to, to migrate to other countries. So I think having that open mind about your strength and uh, starting to working on your weaknesses and understanding the importance of communication in, in, in your life as a whole, that would definitely help anyone to, to get far. Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely interesting perspective and really good perspective, right? Because sometimes people start on their weaknesses and they just never make it to the strengths, right? That's, exactly. that's what we focus in on. Uh, so it's a matter of perspective. So Naz, what do you, what do you want to chime in on? Tell us. Uh, for me, it, it really highly depends on the reason why people migrate, like if they're migrating because they want to study, they want to go back home, or they want to have a better career in like different like countries. But for me, planning ahead and planning a logical, flexible and adaptive steps is very important because um, having a solid plan and not being flexible in it, 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 it takes you nowhere when you're migrating because daily you have ongoing challenges in your life that you have to you have to work on them and you have to immediately have a decision for them. So um, have a plan ahead, but be very logical, be very flexible, and uh, try to make your plan very adaptive. I believe if you know your weaknesses and strengths and you have a flexible planning, wherever you go, you can be successful. Look, I think that's absolutely uh, amazing advice uh, for for anyone, right? I think that's key. And I I loved being able to catch up with both of you today, learn about where you are in life. And I look forward to uh, one day us having a reunion. So get the word out there. I'm telling people we need to have a reunion in Australia in June of next year, in 2023. Yes, we are so looking forward to it. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, thank you. It, yeah. You came here with with the recapturing the magic 
And I, I, I finished my uh, course and you came here and in the recapturing the magic, which was, which was uh, uh, your idea of, you know, getting the former students and the current students together, you make that re- 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 reunion and I met Sanaz over there and <laughs> that was That's a great, right. you know, conference. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the beginning and it still is. Yeah, I remember the recapturing the magic was, was just that, you know, was my feeling was that we had done all of the faculty, you know, Dr. Leslie Hitch, Jane Edmonds, you know, people who had really put their heart and soul into this, this program. And, and so to get them to come back, was fascinating under that recapture the magic. And it's really what I'm attempting to do, Leslie and I are attempting to do with the Leader Brew podcast, right? We we wanna we want to invite back all those former students and get that energy going and, and in many ways recapture the magic. So I'm so glad that both of you have been a part of it. It is awesome to see you and the little doggy as well. So uh, always always good always good to catch up and my very very best to you as you go forward. Thank you very much, Rick. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you very much, Rick. Yeah, it was very good to see you again and talk to you. And definitely we are looking forward to having you here in Melbourne. We'll be there. All right, terrific. Take care, everyone. From the classroom in the real world, it's been another great episode of the Leader Brew podcast. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Rick. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Leader Brew podcast. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share us with others. If you would like to be a guest or a co-host, please reach out to us at www.theleaderbrew.com or on our social media platforms. Be sure to check out our leadership courses at www.weleapforward.org. A special thanks to audio engineer Jared Zimirowski for making us sound great and to Northeastern University and Swinburne University. From the classroom to the real world, we hope that today's Leader Proof podcast ignited the extraordinary leader within. 